This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report on the Grains. I was in the Mato Grosso a few years ago on the first day that the rainy season began there. It is much welcomed as it is every year when it came. I believe that it was about October 3rd that year, which was a little late. Everything is covered with dust from the dry season, and the first rains look like a sea of mud. The forecast is improved for rain there next week. It is not as if it was never going to happen. It is late, and that will bring ramifications, but they should get the crop planted. They intended to add acres, and this may discourage that. It is late enough that it will be very hard for them to fill the contracts committed to China in January, February. Some of that business may get shifted up here, and with a carryover of 290 million bushels, our supply could get shrunk down to pipeline supply very quickly. Brazil has also sold down its old crop corn and soybean supplies so that their domestic market will remain high until the next harvest. They trimmed the estimate of the Indian soybean crop, 1.59 million metric tons, the late soybean planting in Brazil also delays the planting of the safrina corn crop as it goes in behind the soybeans. The later it goes in, the later it comes out. Our climatologist says the conditions are set for a classic La Nina pattern. That pattern is drought in northeast Brazil and Argentina. The Mato Grosso typically does okay in a La Nina year. The weather market will not be over for a long while yet as balance sheets have tightened. USDA left corn exports unchanged in the October report despite calculations that China had already bought more U.S. corn than USDA had reported in their export calculation. Trade sources say that China has bought 17 million metric tons of corn worldwide and is going to push that up to 27 million metric tons over the next year. Chinese corn, meal, and oil markets are cold solid. Our commodities are cheap to them. The one is strengthened against the dollar, giving them more buying power. China will load some old crop corn from Ukraine, which reduced its estimate for corn production by 2.8 million metric ton to 32.5, significantly below last year's 35.9. Everything appears to be tightening up. Concerns that lagging FSA acreage certification might mean fewer acres for corn and soybeans caught up as expected. USDA updates certification of corn to 97% of their acreage estimate, which is right where they should have it in the update. 98.1% of expected soybean acreage were reported certified, which was at the low end of normal. It was the 700,000 acre reduction in soybean acreage in the October production report that surprised the trade, as soybeans in general were not damaged by the derecho as corn was. On the hogs, there were now 65 confirmed cases of African swine fever in Germany. Swine has spread through the wild herd there. There are still no confirmed cases in farm hogs. While Chinese purchases of U.S. pork soared last week, we hope that it sustains. The profit margin on producing a Chinese pig is $100 a head, so you can imagine the investment going into new production. It should take well into 2021, however, before the domestic production rises to a level where their import demand can moderate. There is reason to believe that U.S. producers took the top off of the expansion here due to coronavirus. Our domestic demand should improve into 2021, too. So hopefully this matching of supply and demand can work out without hitting any walls. On the cattle, 
There has been divergence between the cash cattle and live cattle futures markets. Cash made new highs in the recovery while futures tested their August high. December live cattle has given the impression of rolling over again. Cattlevac still maintains feedlot currentness in the deep red uncurrent category. The last week of September, the average days on feed were 183 versus 174 the previous year, and carcass weights were 29 pounds heavier. Feeder cattle are back down to June lows and could not get into the green at the close despite the red in corn. October feeder cattle futures were $4 lower than the index. It is hard to sell into that much weakness. It is not a huge surge in beef imports by any means, but the United States opened its market to UK beef for the first time since BSE closed it in 1996. They restrict US beef exports to non-hormone produced beef, against the science from the WHO that says that it is safe. I don't know why we are fully opening to the UK and European beef markets when they are not fully open to ours. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits.